0: Warning, the following podcast contains spoilers related to Portal 2. If you haven't played Portal 2, please stop listening and go finish it. Some of the spoilers include When Wheatley Turns Evil, When You Shoot a Portal at the Moon, and The Identity of Cave Johnson. So if you don't want those spoiled, please stop listening now.
1: What's The the Identity of Cave Johnson?
0: I don't know. Let's do it again. (laughs) I'll just do it. Okay, okay. That's fine. I can do it again. Um... Um, hello and welcome to the Split Screen Podcast. I am Alan Williamson. I am joined by Craig Wilson. Now, uh, there's sort of a sad tale to this. This is the second podcast we've recorded today and Craig was feeling quite down in the first one, <laughs> but it's okay. We've got him a big caramel milkshake and a McDonald's, so he is fully energised.
1: I tried to make a sound, but it's so smooth and caramel. You can't even hear, Let's try that again. Listen...
0: This podcast is sponsored by McDonald's, Uh, so we're doing a bit of a special edition on Portal 2, um, using what I like to call the Aperture Science Conversation Sustenance Device, or perhaps the humorous phrase, Time Retention Tool. Um, We tried to write a couple of reviews for Portal 2, and, um, well, I'd originally said they are rubbish, but unsatisfactory is probably the word. I wasn't really enjoying writing mine. Greg wasn't really enjoying writing his. Nope. Tried to play a bit of co-op Portal. Didn't really enjoy writing a review of that either. So it seemed a lot more fun to talk about it instead. But at least we think about these things. At least we're not putting out some, some rubbish in the site. So that's nice.
1: So Portal 2, just like in a, in a sort of one... If you could sum it up in one phrase, how, how did you find it?
0: Uh, one phrase? I don't know. I, I could, how could I possibly describe such a perfect, wonderful game? Um, I would say it is... Excellent. I thought it was a slow, slow start, but a great finish. That would, be, that would be what I would say.
1: Yeah, I think it, it sort of defied the odds of, if you said, like, we're going to do Portal again and stretch it to six or eight hours. Yeah. I, like think, I, I think I thought it would have got boring, but I thought they managed to avoid that in quite a, quite a lot of clever ways.
0: We kind of said in our games of 2011 that we weren't really sure how much we were looking yeah. forward to it because it might have been CAC. How wrong we were. Yes, but what I didn't immediately, I, I I was never totally psyched on it immediately, and I remember saying to you like, "It's like it's pretty, it's pretty good," mm-hmm. and and that that's really how it felt. I, I mean, whenever I first started playing it, it felt like a sequel to Portal, and that was okay. But it is a totally different game to, to Portal One. With Portal, it was it came out of nowhere. Portal was like a kind of a tasty a tasty dessert at the end of the orange box. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the main reason people bought that game was for Half Life Episode Two,
1: really yeah. Team Fortress Two, yeah.
0: So. Um, so, it was the fact that it came out of nowhere, and the people thought it was going to be this kind of wacky puzzle game, but a kind of clinically serious puzzle game. And then there was this uh, undercurrent of dark humour and story, and then, it like, you know, right at the end, bam, it, it really hit you, and it came out of nowhere. And that's part of the reason why people thought it was so good.
1: Yeah, no, defi- definitely. It was they managed to capture kind of lightning in a bottle. The sort of story of Portal started with yeah. a, 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 a digipen student game called the Drop that Valve saw and they decided to, to buy in. And they were like, "Okay, well, how can we turn this into a game?" And at the time, development had ramped up with the Orange Box or the, there are other games in the Orange Box, so they didn't have the time to really put in a sort of fully dedicated store. I think eight people worked on it in the end, uh, in total, doing everything. So that's why a lot of the assets were reused from Half-Life, which is why then it, it gets tied into the Half-Life universe yeah. in a lot of very very small ways. I mean, it's tied in in that there's a there's a presentation in a room that says Black Mesa on it. Apart from that, there's not much, but somehow it, it kind of just gave it this air of mystery. The fact that everything had such a light touch because it mm-hmm. just didn't have the time to do it. it to
0: the, other, the other good thing about Portal is whenever you're doing a 12-hour game it's very difficult for that to even approach perfection but the fact that Portal was so short meant that everything was... Perfectly polished.
1: No, that's. Uh, I think it, that's it. what made
0: it so damn good is because not a not a single inch of space was wasted. You know.
1: Yeah, there's an interview with um, Kim Swift, who is the the lead sort of level designer on Portal, and she said it was a, when it's tied into Steam, they can track how many people finish it, and they're yeah. like, yeah, it's like it's in terms of Valve, it's their most completed game, and that's because you can do it in one sitting, and it really, I think it, it should be done in one sitting. There's it, it's, it's does one it goes along a very kind of smooth arc. I think I tore
0: through it in the afternoon. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I, I the first time I saw it, was, I was my flatmate played it, and I think the other thing about 4 was is it is a fun game to watch other people yeah, play, yeah. Um, because you're not dodging uh, bullets and you're not trying to you know be aggressive and things. It's you, you can stop and think, and that was the thing why you could sort of recommend it to a lot of different people because you get to move at your own pace. It's oh, like it's a good game physical.
0: for people who have never played computer games before and yeah. it's also like if, you, if, you, if you're uninterested by the idea of a first-person shooter it's actually a fantastic game to give to people yeah, because yeah. it's like there's never really any puzzle in portal that is time-limited mm-hmm. you know you can sort of shoot a portal at the wall shoot one at another wall and gradually figure it out there's nothing where you need really good reaction timing
1: Congratulations, not on the test Most people emerge from suspension terribly undernourished. I want to congratulate you on beating the odds and somehow managing to pack on a few pounds.
0: So Portal 2 is not like that. Portal 2, um, uh, you know, the lightning's been released from the bottle. Yeah. um, And they've kind of had up the stakes a bit because they just couldn't repeat the same thing twice. And I think to some extent they've tried to.
1: They almost did repeat it because they went back to DigiPen. And they acquired a new student game, which was Tag: The Power of Paint. paint. And in that game, it's another first-person shooter, except this time you covered the walls in different types of paint. Some paints would make you nice and bouncy. Some would make you go fast. Just like Uh, real paint. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Some, if you breathe in heavily enough, I think it makes you quite light. It makes the
0: the walls ripple.
1: Yeah. And uh, other ones, which you you would be able to walk up the walls, basically. So it had this kind of crazy three D element and. That kind of got me nervous. Like As much as I don't read previews and such, when I heard that, it was like, ooh, they're trying to recreate the circumstance they brought about the first game. Yeah. With the exception that now, then, they'll have a team of 100, or however many people worked on it, and they've got, essentially, it's on Valve time now. There's an unlimited schedule that they can devote to its development. And- well, they've
0: got a, they had a huge number of people working in Portal mm-hmm. 2, compared to the first Portal, like, they, they, we... We just finished the co-op game last week, and the credits just go on and on and yeah. on. There's hundreds of people involved.
1: No, yeah, and the the opening scene in Portal Two, where you are in uh, the hotel room like Old Boy, mm-hmm. and it starts moving in the crate like Monsters Inc. Uh, that whole scene of destruction. They actually have a guy who he does all the destruction for, like the Transformers movies. Okay. Um, he was the guy who came in to do all of the calculations for the physics simulation, so that it doesn't. You oh. know, a bit of the wall doesn't fly off and take you to your yeah. other room. It's like it's one of the the first developed commentary notes, and it's horrifically complicated. But I you haven't listened
0: l- to the commentary yet. Is it is it worth checking out then?
1: Um, I think so. There's not as many as I would hope. Like I, I sort of want there to be like a constant stream. Like yeah. every as one as soon as one ends, another there's one? another. But there's certain points where you actually just solve a couple of chambers and then you come across another. Oh another one, so it's not as much as I would like so Maybe far. I
0: should have listened to this before we did the podcast. No, but
1: it's... it's, it's <laughs> I mean, that's kind of interesting, but that just shows, you know, they had the opportunity to, like, invest in yeah. things like that. And you kind of look at it and go, well, it was it was very cool, but it wasn't as sort of efficient as the first game was. And I say the first one was just, to me, uh, it felt like a short story and mm-hmm. that it had a very clear and very simple narrative arc that it followed, but it then also had this kind of nice little meta-commentary on game design. What's the motivation for someone going through yeah. the the chambers? is the same as well. What's the motivation for someone playing through a game? So it had just those nice little things that you could sort of take in an academic. Well, yeah, you sense.
0: could kind of you could read into it what you wanted.
1: Yeah, you could. You, but you could see, like taking Portal and teaching it in like a game design course, whereas with Portal Two, because it's it's much bigger, it's very much the novel, the novelization of <laughs> the short story. And there's you know it's a bigger, more elaborate arc. There are it's still relatively few characters in the game, and um, that well, you I'll hear. About. I mean. Five, maybe I don't
0: know. Um. I mean, one of the one of the things that I felt about um, Portal Two compared to the first Portal was that um, the story happens around you, mm-hmm. whereas in a lot of other games like Half Life, for example, you you're, you're creating the, the scenarios and the stories. Whereas Portal, you're kind of running through it, and it's not that your actions directly affected, like the kind of things happen with Glados and Wheatley. I mean, ultimately, you sort of swap around the cores, and we Wheatley takes yeah. charge. But apart from that, you're just kind of running through it's almost like a series of scripted sequences much more than, yeah. than than the other games would be compared to, I don't know, something like Halo where obviously, you know, all all you do is kill aliens, but it's very much you killing the aliens, you are not being killed by a malevolent AI or the scenery.
1: Yeah, I did feel like a lot of the time, um, as Shell I was sort of just watching other people <coughs> you are watching the the interaction between Wheatley and GLaDOS, mm-hmm. and there were loads of scenes where I kind of felt just like you know, as funny as they are, it's like, in terms of my investments, like, alright, guys, you, you, you done yet? Yeah. Can kind of move on now? Or are we well, it. going it's like, to the next bit? Or? It's
0: kind of the problem with Half Life 2. Maybe one of the, the only things wrong with Half Life 2 is that, you know,. Um, You'd have like Doctor Kleiner yeah. chatting away, and Eli and Alex, and you were sort a going "way" and bouncing snow and jumping off the tables yeah, and no, putting cactuses into teleporters and things. It,
1: it, it still is like my biggest kind of gripe that I have with yeah. with, just, with, just with Valve games is, is this notion notion of a silent protagonist as being like an empty. Well, she's called Shell or Shell, so she's a shell for the player to invest in. Oh man, but that's good. I, I find it strange that they, they keep doing it because they're so. And they make jokes to it, to an extent, at the very beginning. Yeah, I mean, yeah where really, they, they, really great you have to jump they, instead of communicating. Yeah, yeah. Say, press A to say hi, and you jump. And you're like, well, that, you know, that's nice and funny, but why isn't she saying anything? Why isn't, in the same way that, why isn't Gordon Freeman saying anything? And it's only strange in, in Half-Life 2, it's probably more more so, because the characters like, physically emote to you, like a very touching scene where yeah. she's press your companion's pressing against the glass as you kind of go you on an elevator, you and you're just anything. like holding your yeah. crowbar like... I- you want me to hit something?
0: Well, that's one of the things with uh, with Reach, which you yeah. got you got for your birthday, so you'll know soon. But there is quite a lot of it's you. You do get to see your hand picking up a gun and reloading, and your character do does you have, talk. Like, a voice you yeah, are? all right. Okay. No, your character does talk. See, that's fact. Like you you customize all the all the external yeah. suits and bits, but they do have a voice and they occasionally say things. But they're kind of like a quiet person, but not a silent one, That's because okay, they're not the leader of the team. So
1: yeah, it's fair enough. But like. You're saying um, for a character like uh, Alan Wake, would you say is the opposite end of the spectrum from the yeah. silent protagonist, fully fleshed out, fully voiced, he does his own thing. I relate more to that, and I'm sort of yeah. more in- interested yeah. in that than these ideas of you are this odd, odd, empty vacuum human. You know, yeah. this, this well, void you can, of yeah, human being. You're kind of like a, a vacuum dr-
0: superhuman. It's like yeah, another it's, one would be somebody like well, the obvious ones are like Link and Samus. Who you know don't say anything. Yeah, and but,
1: it's it's strange because originally, um, with Portal Two, it wasn't going to be Shell and Glados. Uh, it was sort of set in the fifties, and it was going to be the main guy was going to be Cave Johnson, okay. and his sort of story of becoming a, an AI and then regretting it or something like that. Um, and obviously, they, they must have like saved some of that because y- you kind of visit that yeah uh, that, that kind of those kind of structures, but. They what they found when they play it is that people missed Shell and they missed GLaDOS and they wanted to kind of see her back again. Which I find so strange because you're like the biggest non character in that game. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's nothing about Shell other than like there's like the little potato display. I don't know if you caught that. Uh, I've got a, so a puzzled <laughs>
0: look right now. So All right, right, know. The part
1: part <laughs> of Portal 2. Uh when you, you come across the, this the roll potato roll battery of experiments. Potato battery experiments and there's sort of very rudimentary ones and then there's a fancy one and then Wheatley says oh look at that one it's grown through the roof and you look at it and it's this giant sort of tree that's mm-hmm. you, know, of, you know that kind of disgusting mould sort yeah. of flower that kind of grows up and it's growing up through the ceiling if you actually look at the little display behind it it's actually by Chell oh. um, and that's on Bring Your Daughter to Work Day which in the sort of canon-y stuff is when GLaDOS oh. shut the, the facility down so that's, sort of, that's oh. as much as the story you get it's like okay so like and on the the panel it says like ingredients something from Daddy's work, which sort of could imp- you could infer that then she's the daughter of an aperture scientist, which is why she was in the facility. Gladys went oh, wild I and didn't. she got locked down for the rest of her life. I didn't but, pick
0: up on any of that. Yeah, that was but, that was yeah. way too subtle for me.
1: But you could completely miss that. So which is why I find it strange that people miss Chell because she's not there. Yeah, <laughs> like, a, a anyway, not Anthony. Yeah, it's, it's so strange. So like, give her at least some voice. I mean, I don't, I don't even know if she, you know, she doesn't grunt when she falls because you've got the boots and stuff, but so... Uh,
0: that's true. She's, I mean, she's very much not there. Yeah. Although, um, I guess the thing with Michelle is that you see her all the time because yeah. of the nature of there being multiple portals. So many people just missed the look of that character. Maybe they, yeah, I'm not trippy. saying they were necessarily perving, just that, <laughs> you know, it was, a bit, it was a bit jarring in the same way that whenever you're playing in co-op you see your buddies all the time. And yeah. so if they started a new co-op game, like if they made a Portal Three, please don't make a Portal Three. Oh, God. If they if they did make a Portal Three, I would want to see
1: those robots back because I quite enjoyed them. Yeah, um, it, it, it felt weird that you've got this sphere and then this this kind of odd robot and then a potato, and they have more personality than than the human in the game. Absolutely, um, yeah. But you know that's that's fine. I mean, on that point, I was going to say like Wheatley as a character. How did you find him?
0: Well. I am not a big fan of Stephen Merchant until now because <laughs> I because I, I, I thought that I was really going to hate that character yeah. and as soon as I heard that Stephen Merchant was doing the voice I thought oh God. They,
1: they preloaded oh. a personality core with the Ricky Gervais podcast I know it's <laughs> like uh,
0: that, that 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 to me that that's my day of hell yeah that's my Aperture Science endless testing facility of hell but I thought he was really good hey how's it going I talked my way onto the old Nanobot work crew rebuilding this shaft. They are really small. I know, Jerry! No, I'm on a break, mate. I'm on a break. And ah just hang in there for five more What, Jerry, you can't fire me for that. Yes, Jerry, or maybe your prejudiced work site should have accommodated an nanobot of my size. Thanks for the hate crime, Jer. See you in court, mate. Anyway, look, just hang in there for, for five more chambers. I it amazes me how Valve managed to put more personality into a blinking eyeball than any other company can put into any character. They
1: yeah, I mean that's what I, uh, when I did the, the the portal infographic, and I had the matrix thing of personality to like how humanoid yeah. a, a robot looks. It it does go to show, you know, that when you're not having to deal with animating a human character, they're I guess they're a lot more free to to have like very natural sounding yeah. dialogue. It sounds like off the cuff most of his comments. I mean, it is yeah. very natural to listen to I guess a lot of that
0: stuff is probably like whenever they're recording animated films and they record a lot of the lines first and then yeah. the animators animate Work around it yeah. so obviously with the Wheatley thing that's well, that's kind of what you would have to do um, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of that putting personality into inanimate objects sort of started with Dog in Half-Life 2 and I really yeah. liked Dog I thought he was great
1: you know yeah it was, and it all held back to R2-D2 of course as yeah just little chirps and beeps but suddenly you're like oh a little sympathetic guy oh he's angry
0: I don't know, I, I, I never warmed to R2 that much. A yeah,
1: heartless bastard. He's just a... Do you have just, to bleep that? Probably not. <laughs> it's good, it's good, it's good it's nah. I'll, bleep, I'll bleep it with some R2 noise. <laughs> uh,
0: but no, nah, well, I don't know. 3PO was always a kind of a, you know, a camp Widow Twanky type character. He How rude. No, nah, it wasn't that I didn't like R2, I just didn't think he was, like, particularly cute and lovable. In the same way that I thought Dog was really good, yeah. partly because he was a giant robot, with three cars about...
1: other kind of main sticking point that came to my mind, how did you feel about the turn of Wheatley? Um when once he gets plugged into the, the kind of GLaDOS unit, like that was, I was like fine with that and I was like this is great because mm-hmm. it, it kinda of plays into that idea of infinite power Yeah become, you know was it power corrupts absolutely power and then, corrupting.
0: Absolutely or something like that. Yeah yeah, yeah.
1: and it, it's taken to like a nice literal extension where it's actually physically corrupting yeah. this like core. Yeah. But when he starts making all of the tests courses and they're all really, really stupid and GLaDOS says oh it's because he's, he's, moron. He's, he's, yeah. he's designed to be a moron he didn't really seem like that much of a moron before no, that point to me no. I mean he was scatterbrained I would yeah, say kind yeah. of a bit excitable but he got you out of the crate he, he unlocked a bunch of some doors and stuff and he kind of knew where he was going yeah. he didn't seem like as much of an idiot as say like the turrets or the, you know the absolutely you know like other bits and pieces I felt that was kind of odd that
0: I really quite enjoyed the, the turrets in Portal 2 I thought they were pretty pretty damn funny yeah, well, it's yeah. really there's it so many nice touches. Like I like whenever you had the the the, the crazy are like, hey no <laughs>
1: hey I'm different.
0: It's good. And then you had yeah the the wee, the wee sad turret that you pick that's, up for an achievement.
1: That's the yeah no that is. The, I kind of wish they hadn't linked it to an achievement because I think that's like that's my sort of favorite moment. I think in Portal Two, is you're just jumping along the random conveyor belts of all these broken turrets about to be uh, incinerated, or sent, what they call it, like the redemption. Line. Yeah, and you just hear this little quiet. I'm different. Turret retention lines Back there. Thank you. And I was like, I like, I raced for that thing, and I was like, no, saved, pulled it up you And He goes,
0: thank you, doesn't it? We put it's it really down, and really. he
1: was like, thank you, and I was like, see you later, little man. Get it uh. off. Prometheus was punished by the gods for giving the gift of knowledge to man. He was cast into the bowels of the earth. Picked by birds. Her
0: name is Carolyn. Remember that. I, I, think, uh, I I think I think I don't we talk about achievements too much, but the achievements in Portal Two are brilliant. They
1: they're all they all appear to be easily attainable. Yeah, which is what I enjoy.
0: Well, I I like that they make you do fun things like the bit whenever GLaDOS, you're escaping from GLaDOS, and she makes it say, oh look, you actually reached the end of the test course and if you go and follow yeah. her you get an achievement for I, being stupid.
1: I, yeah, I, I actually did that because I saw, you know, she starts drawing a big heart on the wall, mm-hmm. and I was like well, you know, I'm going to be able to get out of here somehow.
0: And yeah, and then there's so a then 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 get get the
1: lock and kill you, you reload, but it's a kind of funny, it's a funny yeah. enough idea. I laughed during the load. I was like, well done. <laughs> Another one I
0: liked was... um the, the the part which is called uh, the part where he killed you yeah. where Wheatley's you know about to about to kill you and um he's like oh, you know please come back and you know mm-hmm. it's the kind of thing we just run on I, and I, then, I just left yeah I, I, just, even, I just left it cleared it off but then if you go back um it's not that you get an achievement for doing it it's funny it's funny that if you go back and goes oh uh, I didn't expect you to come back um wanna just jump into that pit over there you jump in and he goes oh thanks <laughs> <laughs> <And> that's it. That's <laughs> she dead. But it was uh, it was really it was really funny.
1: They d- they did have like a number of very nice like I'd say like moments like that where you kind of get uh, you know Valve I think they kind of get credited as being sort of masters of sort of single player experience. But it's just they're really good at misdirection. They're like a really good magician where they can have their hand like waving in front of your face and you're watching it and then you know you realize the other hand is kind of taking your watch off. Like the great moment where. Uh, it's near the end when Wheatley tricks you and there's a bouncing box on a oh, faith play in yes. front and you see the you know by this point you're well you're well versed in what to do with an aerial faith play and you see it and you're kind of waiting for the timing to go and you go to jump and it just, it just shunts you the it out of the way, yeah. and it's like again it's a like great misdirection of look over here also earlier on when Wheatley's sort of peeking the the panels and stuff yes
0: and then the I like I like the bit whenever you're on the faith plate, the breaks. Yeah. And he like starts talking to you, but you come back down and you get like morsels of the no. conversation. And for a while, I was trying to work out how to stay up there and what was going wrong.
1: But yeah, they did a lot of those moments quite well. It was broadly speaking, it was a lot more comedic than I thought it was going to be.
0: It it is like um, it is like a video game comedy. It's not. Yeah, I mean, it's not quite as funny as, as Monkey Island, but it is very much. Well, I guess this is one of the things I'm going to talk about in a minute.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But um it it is very much a, a comedy and a story rather than a, a traditional puzzle solving game mm-hmm. um i know we said before that um you know we didn't enjoy the reviews we'd written but we still wrote them and so we thought it was better to you know, salvage a couple of bits mm-hmm. and so what we did was we picked out one talking point from each of our reviews mm-hmm. and then we thought they'd be interesting so maybe they will not be interesting maybe that'll be a total failure but uh so here's a excerpt from the portal 2 review that i wrote that you will never read uh i said most of your satisfaction in Portal 2 comes from the gradual unfurling of the story, rather than the completion of the test chamber puzzles. This is the opposite of how Portal felt, and it's not necessarily a better game for it. In Portal, we delighted in solving the puzzles, while a thin vein of dark humour kept us intrigued. In Portal 2, you're so eager to unravel the next chunk of story that the puzzle barriers in the way can feel like a bit of a slog, especially when you're having difficulty solving them. So, Mr Wilson, let's talk about this. What do you, what do you think? I mean, did, you, did you feel the way I did that Portal 2 was about... Get into the next part of the story. Whereas Portal the satisfaction came from solving the puzzle.
1: Yeah, I thought they quite they were quite clever in how they sustained the story over such a length because if you think of the first one, this narrative story and then the story of you, the player, you learn the basics of something, you then advance to yeah. mastering it and then you use it in a way that, that beats GLaDOS. That's essentially yeah. the, the way it goes. And in Portal Two they kinda do that three times. I mean mm-hmm. you do that first against GLaDOS again. And and then you get go down into the Cave Johnson era and you sort of you then learn all the gels from starting and then you use that to escape that and then with Wheatley it's a sort of combination I think using the hard light and and the tunnels and things yeah yeah, and the gels kind of come into it again Um, but it was I mean I played it in one go Mm -hmm. like straight more or less I stopped for a meal halfway through you beast but once I finished I did feel like I've played Portal three times now (laughs) because I've gone through that that path of Here's a new technique, and now you use it to kill a robot that tries to kill you, but you manage to escape just before the end. Yeah. So by the end, when you're going sort of with GLaDOS and you're going to confront Wheatley, I was kind of like, okay, again? Mm-hmm. And then I was sort of somewhat disappointed with the final battle being so similar to, yeah, to the first w- it game, wasn't, actually. It wasn't terribly... I mean, it saves
0: <laughs> It wasn't... Wasn't that much to do and it was fairly obvious what was gonna happen. Yeah. And it was kinda like that it's it's like any any game that even really good games have that kind of feeling like the end of Bioshock where you have to the, you have to fight the big blue yeah, man yeah, at the that's end. A... You know, and you, you knock him out and he comes back a bit stronger. The end of Arkham Asylum, same thing. Yeah, but uh, a lot of like a lot end. of games do that but that silly final boss. True, and they, I'd expected better from Portal Two.
1: I was better from Valve just because with Half Life Two, it's not um you remember the the end of that game you're really just sort of knocking shields off a wall yeah, but it, again but it's another but
0: disappointing ending
1: oh I was going to say but it's not a, it's not a battle no. but like the way it's a sort of climactic thing when you're doing it it's sort of story wise it's kind of ramped up there so you kind of feel that closure of okay we don't need to end on a spike like it did start to feel like it was the story that leads you on yeah um, and it did start to feel like a bit repetitive to yeah. me although they <clears throat> they were very clever in changing up the environments yeah Um uh it was like okay, I think we've explored everything there is to kind of explore now. I think it's
0: uh, I think it's thoroughly finished. I would love to. I'm I'm gonna play through it again, like the whole way through the story, and spot all the bits that you've pointed out that I missed, mm-hmm. uh, and and really enjoy it. But um, I was chatting to Rick about this uh, about the sort of longevity of the game, and one of the things that it doesn't have is the first portal had like we advanced test chambers. Yeah, and, and then had links, challenges, and things, and those are completely absent from Portal Two. Um, so there's definitely a lot less replay value there, and I think that is probably why a lot of people feel like it, you know, that perhaps it is a bit brief for your for your forty pounds. But I guess half of them probably aren't playing the co-op, which we're obviously going to talk about in a minute. But I feel yeah. like they could have give you more incentives to come back, like some you know, mm. m- more difficult sections.
1: No, I I don't I mean I don't I don't sort of particularly agree there because I don't feel that. Um sort of on the money side that there needs to be like a there's like a proportionality between like the money you spend and the amount of Hell. stuff you can kind of do in it that's, no, that's not really what I mean
0: I'm, I'm phrasing it badly
1: but oh, yeah, um, but I, in terms I, of like advanced I, yeah. chambers and things yeah. like yeah I did I did after I I, I, I completed the game I went okay I'll go sort of do the advanced chambers now Oh, there aren't any.
0: It's more because um, it was a really good world, and I wanted to have another reason to go through it hmm. rather than doing think, the same thing again. And I, I, I really I, enjoyed the advanced chambers in the first portal.
1: I think I'm going to go through it again with the, uh, or I'm going through it with uh, on the commentary. No, oh, okay. But the the puzzles themselves this time round, um, and I'm not sure. It's hard to say. You know, you're never going to get. I'm not just comparing this to the first portal, but the first one was full of a lot of the aha moments when you suddenly realise what it is you're supposed to do. But you can't. You know, you, if someone asks you to articulate it. Can't. you probably wouldn't you'd just be like no I think I've got it and that's part of the fun of in the co-op is that aha moment um, but in Portal 2 there only felt like there were two or three times where that really happened. Everything mm. seemed fairly straightforward and obvious. I think
0: that's um, another another big difference is with Portal 1 you felt like you were creating your own solutions. Yeah. Not all of the time, but at least some of the time. Whereas Portal 2 was like, right, there is a solution buried in here, because we've only painted certain sections of the wall white. Yeah, so you're just
1: going to have to figure out the way to solve this. Yeah, especially um, in the, the Cave Johnson section. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's very there's, very brown environment. they're Like, oh, there's the white portal there. So you just pop one up there. You're One's like, got okay, go well, I don't know what yeah. I'm doing next, but that's that's part of it. And it's you know it's fair enough. It's a puzzle. It's a puzzle game, but it is like there's one key to to solving this puzzle. Part of I'm the sure fun is I'm, the
0: creativeness. And you'd think with like the ability to spray all the walls and different kinds of gels that there would be more creativeness. But
1: yeah, it did that, feel that, that didn't
0: really emerge.
1: Yeah, I think the idea of like spraying walls, especially with the, the conversion gel, um. It ended up just being a switch by another name. I mean, I'm sort of yeah. just kind of coming off of like a bit negative there, but it was very much doing the same, the same things I've done before. The, the
0: conversion gel. The only thing you had to do with it was just hose everything in conversion gel, and yeah. then that let you escape from anywhere. You know, mm-hmm. I would like to see. I'd like to see the like portal. I, I, my sort of dream for Half Life Episode Three would be to give you that portal gun mm-hmm. and to to let you use it in the real world to solve puzzles creatively and to see if. Valve are clever enough to make a game where you can essentially break it at any point by yeah. portaling all over the place and see you know what, what what kind of what kind of game would that be?
1: Yeah, uh, because have
0: you seen the the video on YouTube? Of the guy that modded Half Life Two and stuck a portal gun uh, in it. No, it's really good because do you remember the bit in like the, the, the very second level where you come down this sort of train tunnel and a guy kicks a barrel down a hill? Um, and the video shoots a portal at the far wall, so. The trigger doesn't occur where well, the soldier kicks it down so he just pops out and shotguns the barrel <laughs> and takes the soldier out it's great <laughs> but um, so I, I, we're being really negative here well it's not that well, it's, but just,
1: um, <laughs> it's just I mean the, the, the essence is it's it's Portal 1 but longer um, it, it just would have been nice to see if they'd taken it in a very different direction it was just yeah. it was just sort of things that were added to it and, and you know it's, it's, it's funny and it's fine but like I say it doesn't Unless uh, there's a reading that I've missed, it doesn't sort of speak to anything mm-hmm. else, you know. I kind of would be interested if they could have done the story in a way of like the the pressure of making a sequel to yeah. something, which is great. Yeah. But you know, you know, don't criticize a game for what it mm. was never going to be.
0: Well, but, you know, I, I can't think say they're... I wasn't
1: a bit disappointed when I didn't find any of that in there. I was like, oh, because you know, I'd sort of held that as the pinnacle of writing, and then yeah. a lot of the jokes weren't, weren't that funny.
0: No, no. Uh, I mean, I, do you, do you feel like one. they were trying too hard to come up with quotable quotes this time? Like the the like the stuff with the potato batteries and things was like you know it's it's the new cake um, that that kind yeah, of I mean, thing. Yeah, I'm
1: sure I'm sure they would have like tried to like both avoid, obviously. I read like an interview with Eric Walpon who said,
0: "Yeah, that like you know he says if you thought those jokes were getting tedious, how do you think yeah. it feels for me?" You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a really interesting quote from Eric Walpon did a re- uh, an interview after Portal One came out. And he said, on on the point, he's he's spoken about it elsewhere as being like a delta between the gameplay story and then the, the narrative story. But it's a bit boring. But the way he phrased it here was like,
0: right. I almost don't think of games that much as a narrative medium. I mean, everybody's talking about storytelling games or whatever. It's I kind of think of what I do as sort of like being a composer for a movie. Like gameplay is what people are there for, and I'm just sort of enhancing the gameplay with in ways that I can that aren't that. Intrusive or obvious, which generally means pulling it back a little bit. Which isn't to say—I mean, there's plenty of game final. You
1: know, lots um, of the story sort of intrudes all over the place here. Story.
0: Yeah, but um, the, the story breaks the, the game. It stop it stops the game while the story's occurring.
1: But it is kind of the the only way they could have they could have done it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of like the the humor and whether it's quotable, you know, I think. Um, I don't know it's, it's what's your what's your favourite
0: uh, what's your favourite portal Two quote that we're going to later dub into the podcast but you can just say it in a comedic voice now if you want you can cut it in
1: well I, I like the the sort of rant that Cave Johnson goes on I thought his character sort of got more interesting when y- you hear him getting sicker and then the revelation about Caroline and and her uh, sort of fate yeah but his his rant about the lemons I think was sort of was, was a nice twist on like an old you know something you've yeah. heard before but never really yeah. taken in that direction Alright, I've been thinking.
0: When life gives you lemons, don't make lemonade. Make life take the lemons back. Get mad! I don't want your damn lemons! What am I supposed to do with these? The to see life's manager. Make life rue the day it thought it could give Cave Johnson lemons. Do you know who I am? I'm the man who's gonna burn your house down with the lemons. I'm gonna get my engineers to invent a combustible lemon that burns. Your house down!
1: Finding <coughs> people he says what we're all thinking. The point is, if we can store music on a compact disc, why can't we store a man's intelligence and personality? Did you have uh sort of something that that, oh, yeah, that well, rings in your head still? My
0: my favorite quote kind of came out of nowhere, and it was from the end near the end of the game, uh, whenever um you know Wheatley's trying to kill you. Well, good, good, finally, a nemesis worthy of my vast intelligence. Holmes versus Moriarty. Aristotle versus Matthew's fight plate. See, I, I just I'd laughed so much. Whenever I heard that, I was like, actually, it was one of those pause the game because 'cause I'm laughing so hard moments. And the way people had written about it before, I thought that was gonna it was gonna feel like that the whole way through. But to be honest, I laughed a lot at the start and a lot at the end. Um but uh, I think in the I think in the middle. I mean, I don't know the cave, the the Cave Johnson scenario it, it just was, didn't. It was it was interesting, it was, but I thought it was quite predictable. It was, and I
1: could it, see where it was going very quickly. It was very one joke. Um, in terms of he's a southern industrialist who has a poor grasp of science, but has the means to to perpetrate <laughs> yeah. it in adventurous ways. Um, yeah, you know, it was it was fine enough. I also couldn't stop thinking of um, J. Jonah Jameson because I thought he sounded like the guy who sort of yells at Peter Parker in the Spider Man movies. Oh, okay. Where are those pictures, Parker? The scientist boys are telling me that the blue gel, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah, I forget what you call. It. It's like J.K. Simmons, or something. is that the name of the actor that plays him?
1: Yeah, I don't. Know. I could draw a picture, but <laughs> that you would
0: know. You would know. You would know his face right. to see him. It might be. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's the same guy as uh, as JJ, but um, yeah, I mean, I think he's he's, he's quite a quite a well known dude, anyway. Um, but in
1: terms of like positives, because I did enjoy it. It's a great great game. I and mean, it's just it's that if I marvellous. think it's a soft thing to talk about it, these are the things that come to mind. It is and- is
0: great. It's got a really it's got a really compelling story. It's very fun, it's very clever, it's very funny and it's one of the few funny games out there. It's not something like, you know, Death Spank where it's like I am trying to be funny and feeling it's genuinely laugh out loud, funny. Yeah. It's got really strong artistic design, it's got this fantastic, um, procedurally generated sound. That's um, what I was
1: going to say was the sort of... Really lovely, lovely For me, sound. that was the best kind of addition, which is taken really straight from um, Auditorium mm-hmm. as a game, where in that game you're, you're actually manipulating sound in a bit more of a physical way. But as you solve the puzzles, which tend to be two or three different components to it, a different element of uh, the sound will kind of feed in. So, and this happens when you're directing the, the light gaze.
0: Like sort of and noise. also, the, the faith plates make their own wee noises and things.
1: Yeah, and I thought that was really cool. Um, and it could have been nice to. I don't know if it would have been possible to see more of that. Yeah. But it, it did. It was a much more interesting way than when the sort of stock music plays up in the background at, at certain moments. Um, I did like that, you know, when you're flying through the air and the faith plate and you hear the little kind of blippy, bloopy music. And then when you come down and you're back to just the ambient sound of kind of water and sort of some birds in the background, maybe.
0: I guess the reason we're being well we've, we've been somewhat harsh at least you've know, been talking about things we, we didn't like about the game and where it failed is because it is so good because portal was so good, and it's nice that in spite of all the things we can talk about and say that we didn't like that we're still saying it's absolutely fantastic, and you should if you have not finished it immediately go out and purchase it yeah um, if, if because you'll you'll love it even yeah. even you know, in fact, no, my dad probably won't like it. Every time I buy a game from my dad, he doesn't like it. But everybody else will probably love it. And I just realised that we're running quite low on time, so we should talk we'll, we'll about we'll the co-op.
1: co-op. yeah. So the the co-op, which I think when we'd, we we started playing the co-op before I'd actually started playing the single. Yeah, player. We, we played it. And remember, split screen in my flat. Oh ho! Oh, and I remember. <laughs> oh yeah. Like one of the ideas we had was like, oh, it'd be really cool if it was actually just a co-op. If, if something emerged in the co-op game. In a similar way to how yeah. the kind of story emerges from the yeah, first we, portal, we, we kind of wanted it, it to have
0: like a massive twist out of nowhere. And yeah, it, uh, and
1: and you know that would have been you know because again you know people they're buying Portal Two for the story as such, and the co-op is something extra, so very similar to getting the orange box. And Portal has been yeah. extra, and it didn't quite happen. I think that the its so very puzzles,
0: almost did. It, al- it almost dead. does.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. The the co-op puzzles I found. I mean, they are easier to uh, that. They're less difficult rather than the. The single player yeah. ones, obviously, because there's the oh, well, yeah, cooperation you've got, element you've got, in it. You've got
0: it. two people. I think, without trying to sound too cocky, I think we knew what we were doing, and I think we'd yeah. played enough of the first portal that we were pretty well versed in it. And, like, off the back of the single player game, we, we absolutely rattled through it. We tore through it in about two nights. Yeah. And I I would have liked it to be harder, but I can appreciate why it wasn't.
1: I think I think a puzzle game with two people where you get, uh, like, properly stuck in that kind of frustrating way that Braid's... kind you of. You would it, just turn it off people, and never play it again. You would just, you yeah. would just go. You almost want to apologise to the person for bringing them into it and go, hey, let's just go play. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm sorry we've gotten into yeah, this it mess. Would
1: just be like, oh god, what's going on? But um, I thought they had the way they handled the synchronise, um, how they handled coordination between the two players was was mm-hmm. superb. Really, I don't
0: like the the way the gestures work, and I don't like the way you have to push like left on the D pad and then push up on the stick. Like the stick directly yeah. above it to select the timer. I thought it was a bit convoluted. I'd rather just tap left, and away you went, and knock the timer. Yeah, off. yeah, they
1: probably could have. Yeah. I Think that was a bit fiddly. Implemented, uh, it. but like the, the in terms of just what it achieves once you get it down. I mean, the, timer the best thing and the is thing tools.
0: The best, the best thing is the whenever you hold the Y button, and it shows you a tiny screen because yeah. that uh, that's fantastic. Because I said to you whenever we first started playing it this will be better in split screen because we can see what we're doing yeah. whereas online it's different but that eliminates that problem that's so uh, so uh, we'll clever so can, you can see exactly what the other person's doing then I can say to you can you see this yeah. and then you'll be like yeah yeah, yeah that, that's, that's great that's solved, really clever
1: it, yeah it solved the kind of potential problem where there's some times where one of the, one of the bots has to just stand on a button and you can't step off that button, otherwise, the other person's going to die. So yeah. you would say, like, if you couldn't watch what they're doing, and I think most of the levels are designed quite well, so you can always sort of be in visual contact without the the little screen. But certainly for the the last puzzle, where you are in kind of different rooms, yeah, uh, it would be very boring. Yeah, for it would one person. boring. So they 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 kind of sort of managed to make that, um, you know.
0: So what do I think about the co-op ending? Because I it left me with a bad taste in my mouth. I thought it, it was, was like big, big, a big, big letdown.
1: It was like a, uh, a rubbish Tekken end. Like I've had more satisfying ends to a Tekken game. <laughs> I, I thought like, they they introduced like the idea of like you're gonna go save humans. I was like, ooh I remember saying yeah, it. To we you like, whoa, Why did they mention that quite? They've just mentioned it. You're off to save humans, and obviously, the in terms of doing a story in the co-op game, it needs to be more smaller phrases from GLaDOS because you've got the yeah. It's more like Left for Dead in terms of you know. There's quite clever generated. bits like
0: there's there's phrases she says that only one of us hears, yeah. and it's like you know, don't don't tell Blue this, but you're my favorite robot and all things like that. I thought were really yeah, funny. I think, like, did uh, you hear that?
1: No, no. Yeah, and that was quite good. You know, trying to create like division, but in terms of like the ending, where uh, it becomes the Matrix. Yeah, Um, and it doesn't—it's not a very good-looking Matrix either. I mean, I'm—I never pick things on like how bad they look, but those humans look really bad in those uh, those crises. And it felt to me like it undoes everything that I did in the single player because the co-op takes place after Chell leaves. Kind
0: of undermines Chell's redemption, doesn't
1: it? Well, it's sort of um, Glados' redemption as well, because really the 2 is sort of more of an arc of. I keep saying that it's more of her development as a character, but it
0: finishes off the story quite nicely. Whereas the co-op kind of opens it up again.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, but you're kind of left with GLaDOS, like, she's testing with robots now that can be rebuilt, so she can be happy and fulfilled, but there isn't this, like, shocking crime to humanity. Aperture science. Surely the human population would have noticed that a significant chunk of them are missing and are underground, even if this is taking place in whatever the Combine, you know, wars or whatever the Half-Life thing is. Like, how, how did so many people go missing? And it it felt kind of cheap, like, you just see them sort of scanning at the end, and, like, I hope that isn't, like, an opening to Portal 3. Yeah,
0: I mean it couldn't. But, it, I, I think it couldn't have been less silly unless it played like Kraftwerk's popcorn over the end. Yeah, that's e- a farcical like <laughs> that.
1: But even in terms of like the little your robots, if you think of their little story, yeah, like I was you know happy when they're testing, but now they're probably not going to be used, are they? Because she's sort no. of going to resume well, human no, testing now. No, that's said she won't bother. Um, you know, she deleted her sort of sympathetic bit. So I, yeah. I, I kind of felt like it, it was a null ending. It was sort of null ending on the part of the robots and for the single player. So I was well, really yeah.
0: one thing I didn't about. like with both endings is that um, there's a cutscene at the end and it takes control yeah. away from you. And I felt that was a bit yeah I've seen that was, that um, was pretty pretty poor. Like I like don't that. like that kind of games over sit back and relax type thing. Yeah, I mean I, I, I did like, like I was kind feeling of feeling like I'm playing in the, the,
1: the single player, especially after the kind of moon shot. Um, but I did feel that it was. Uh, oh, sorry. I've seen Eric Wolpa did uh, an interview. And he said, like, "Well, we tried to do it in game, but it just didn't look as good." And you go well. I probably didn't need to see a choir, of turret singing. No, like yeah, um,
0: that 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 I didn't. That didn't really think I was that. Necessary. I think
1: almost it would have made more sense. Like I would have been. I was like I wasn't as bothered with the fact that the the co op had a CG ending. Yeah, well, because imagine it had if, a sort of CG opening. Imagine, imagine a if the was,
0: single player had ended with you still being in control and you actually. Physically walk, chill out yourself and into like a fades, meadow, fades, and faded,
1: white, Yeah, wouldn't that have been no, better? that, that, no, that, that would have felt been... like
0: you'd achieved something a lot more.
1: No, that yeah, that would have been a great. Um, yeah, that would have been a lot nicer. There you go. Could have done with that companion cube showing up as well at the end. I thought actually, they, they did the companion cube stuff interesting, where you go pick up yeah, and it just fizzles away. That was good, nice. Yeah, I was like yeah, cool, well done.
0: So yeah, that, that's a that's a better ending for it. And if anybody from Valve is listening, Craig's starting a new job, but I'm sure he wouldn't mind working for you. And I'm happy to work as well. So, come and hear Harris. Be great fun, um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, all in all, it's it's a really, really great game. And I know we've been harsh, but we're really just talking well, about things. Fun. We're I, I not being harsh. We're we're being passionate about it because we're really enjoying it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's just interesting to to be able to to kind of look at a game which was kind of a lot more adventurous this time, and by and large, they pulled it off.
0: I think I think um, I think it's a it's a big success overall. It was a, it's going to be it was an impossible act to follow up on, and they've done very well. Yeah. Um, so, we've come to the part of the podcast where we always have trouble getting an ending, but luckily we thought of something funny. So, first things first, um, what score would you give Portal 2 out of 5?
1: Since uh, we're not rating uh, games
0: out of 10 anymore.
1: Four stars. Solid four stars, yeah. Good,
0: good four stars. Uh, yeah, I'd probably give a single player five and the co-op four. So, we'll say four overall, yeah. Cool. So, there you go. That's that out of That's the way. An
1: audio four stars.
0: An, an, an auditory four stars. So, let's just imagine for a minute that um, Aperture Science... Uh, i 've made lots of new crazy gadgets, and you get to pick one uh to uh to embetter em- your life um, i 've chosen the verbal deceleration aerosol, which would enable me to stop speaking so quickly and You might have noticed that I have slowed down because i 've just become incredibly conscious of the fact that I talk too quickly um so yep i would I would pick some verbal deceleration aerosol, right.
1: and I would just want to go out with some more smooth jazz
0: smooth jazz good go call, good little call. Doodle,
1: little. Go boop, boop, boop. three,
0: hey. two, one.